Welcome to another episode of This Is Our Year, Minnesota Vikings podcast. Carrie and Austin, how the heck are you? We're God, back, it is, baby. It has been a little bit. Sure has. Uh, a lot has happened since the last time we talked. No, and I think it's good that we kind of waited a little bit before doing this because, I mean, with the Minnesota, there's been news after news pretty much since the end of our season. But I'm glad we kind of waited and did this now instead of doing this a couple of weeks ago because I feel like we wouldn't have had the full picture. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. Last time we talked, I think that Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman had just been fired and we were kind of delving into some potential candidates for that new head coach and GM position. Yes, but uh, it's kind of old news now, but we found our guys. Quasi Dafo Mensa is our new general manager. He comes oh, from, man. yeah, you did carry. He comes from the Cleveland Browns uh, 49ers. He, he's, I'm excited about him. I think he's going to do some really cool stuff. And Kevin O'Connell, who is a, a Super Bowl winner. Uh, the former offensive coordinator for the LA Rams is our new head coach. Also, I think we got a new, we got a few new members from the LA Rams. Didn't we just get a, a new offensive coordinator, coordinators like their old passing coach? Yeah, yeah. Wes Phillips is our new offensive coordinator. He was the Rams uh, passing game coordinator. Um, we also took Chris O'Hara, who was their offensive assistant. He's now our QB's coach. Um, we took quite a few coaches from the Broncos as well. We got Curtis Modkins as our running backs coach. Um, Chris Cooper is a O-line coach. Ed Donatel from the Broncos is our new defensive coordinator. He was the defensive coordinator over there. He's really close with Vic Fangio, who it seems like he's going to be taking a year off from coaching. He was the Broncos head coach, got fired. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting him to be a top defensive coordinator when he comes back next year, if he should come back. But Ed Donatel was kind of his right-hand man. Mm -hmm. So I think that we probably got a pretty good guy in him too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great hire. I mean, you know, that's a Broncos defense that was riddled with injuries. And if, you know, if they were able to, you know, I don't know if we can find a way to make our defense formidable while still, you know, keeping focus on the offense, I think having a coach like that will really help. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I know we also hired Mike Patton as the assistant head coach. He was the the bears senior defensive advisor. So I think it's really nice to see, you know, I know Quasi in his, uh, in his like opening press conference, he was talking about how uh, collaboration is going to be the big thing. And he, he heard words, and he lives by these that if we, if you and I have the same opinion, then one of us doesn't need to be here. And I think that's really clear in a lot of, uh, in a lot of the stuff going on here. I mean, you got Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator. Uh, he takes Wes Phillips with him, who is their passing game coordinator. So it seems like we're really going to be leaning into a pass heavy kind of offense here, which I think that kind of leads to our strengths. I mean, Justin Jefferson is young. Adam Thielen still has time left. Um, whoever we have at quarterback, whether that's going to be Kirk Cousins or another guy, Kevin O'Connell's a the kind of coach who I think is going to nurture the quarterback. So I think that's great. And to have an assistant head coach like Mike Pettin, who was a senior defensive advisor for the Bears, who have you know they've had a formidable defense for 
many years. I think that's great to have him, you know, in such a high position as well and pair him with Ed Donatel as the defensive coordinator. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm, I'm really excited about the future of this franchise. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've kind of got the off front office and the coaching positions kind of filled now. And I don't know if you guys have kind of noticed this, but there was a, not to like change the subject from the new front office men and that we have now, but it like when the season ended, especially on like Twitter and social media, the big thing with the Vikings were, yeah, we're getting a new coach, but the big thing they're going to face in the first question they're going to have to answer is what to do with the quarterback position. And then I kind of felt like it almost, once we started getting the first couple of positions, it seemed like they were all on board with, no, we'll probably stay with Kirk. But as the positions started getting filled and as more people started getting kind of brought in and stuff, you're starting to see that question get brought up again. And I think that is the first, and it's not just Kirk Cousins. There's a few aging members on the Vikings. And I think that is the first question now that is going to be thrown at this group of individuals working together now is what are you going to do with this somewhat aging Minnesota Vikings uh, players? Are you going to keep them around or are you going to move away from them? And uh, so, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm super excited with this front office we have. I'm excited. We're basically, I'm, I call her, I think we're the Rams light now with on the coaching staff. Um, it just kind of has that feeling, but yeah, I think that's the big question now is you got the, you got the people in the office, you got the people in the desks. What are you going to do with it now? What is now we get to see them actually make this their team? Cause so far I feel like we haven't had much brought in yet, which just kind of filling the positions and this offseason is going to be very fast, very – I think a lot of things are going to be happening, a lot of shifts in areas. So it's exciting to see this new – just it's a completely new Minnesota Vikings team. Um, I don't even know the identity of the team yet. I don't, I don't think anybody knows the identity of this team yet. And we're in a very big transitional period. Tell you what, we're going to find out. We're going to find out real quick. I mean, the, it's, it's a team that is young – and feels new, but at the same time, it's like how many old tricks? I mean, we're Vikings will still be the same old Vikings, right? Unless we can somehow eliminate that stereotype of, oh, you know, we're the team that chokes, we're the team that underperforms with an elite roster. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see how this new staff come sort of tries to uh, transform this team into an actual contender and not just one that is willing to comply with the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a weird analogy. Um, You might not get this one, Carrie, but I know Mikey will. Um, The Vikings, like going into this offseason, kind of felt like you're a single guy living in your own apartment. And now with all these changes, your girlfriend just moved into the apartment and you're starting to see her take out, oh, that your favorite chair and starting to bring in this new couch. And you're starting to see the changes. She painted a wall now. And I think that's where we are with the Vikings. We got, you got the new girlfriend moving in and now she's starting to change everything in your apartment a little bit. Some good and some could be bad, but you don't know. You just got to kind of give it a chance. I hope Carly's not listening and Sloan's not listening. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, with a lot of those changes, they are mainly positive. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going on the record as saying that. But um, I, I think, yeah, with a lot of these changes, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be some some tough decisions that I think they're going to have to make. As of now, I think they're going to be projected to be about $16 million over the cap, which isn't bad. When you look at the Packers, they're projected to be about $50 million over the cap. Mm-hmm. So uh, it doesn't leave us a lot of room to go get a lot of free agents this year. But, I mean, people have said the cap is a myth if you can restructure the right deals. Um, you know, th- there's a lot that can be done. Some of it just made it come down to tough decisions. Yep. And one of those tough decisions could be deciding to extend Kirk Cousins or trade him away. However you feel about it, if, I don't know. Because if you feel like he's a great quarterback, you know, you maybe want to keep him around. He may not take a pay cut. So, you know, we're looking at extending him. He's probably going to be looking to make about 30 or 40 million a year. So really what that does is just pushes the problem down the line in the future. So I'm wondering, like, this was kind of the problem and it ultimately kind of ended up getting Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman fired for it. But I don't know. What do you do in this situation? As a new coach, do you take this quarterback, you know, and this and he, he's a good quarterback, but this quarterback who demands a high paycheck, do you take him and do you tie yourself to him for, you know, the immediate future? You don't have a lot of time here. You know, nobody expects you to be a 10 win team in your first season and that's fine. So if you get rid of him now and you try to build on from there, you're not really falling behind and then you can kind of build on from there. But I don't know. What what do you do in that situation? I want to hear from if you I'm guys a, about it. If I'm playing Madden right now, here's what I do. I, you know, you try and succeed with Kirk Cousins to start this off season. But maybe during the offseason, you do expo- explore some options. You know, put the feelers out. Decide which teams are going to pursue quarterbacks in the draft because this is not a very um, – QB. It's not a big QB yeah, year. It's not a QB group. It's not a QB draft. But you decide which ones are going to end up pursuing quarterbacks and what – you know, see what happens. See what happens with guys like Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, you know, some of these guys who might, you know, um, command some sort of market on the trade market come March. And then, you know, you let Kirk play. You let him play. And if he succeeds, you keep him along. But, you know, if we're starting the season and, you know, it's like, oh, gosh, Kirk just doesn't really look like the quarterback that he was last offseason. Then you explore um, options before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Mikey, with how you said, it, I thought you kind of, you kind of was saying it kind of how I was thinking. Um, the nice thing is, I mean, especially going into a new season with a new head coach, um, that's the position that's going to be probably watched the most on, uh, all of the front office positions that we added this year. So you have two, two ways of going. If you go, if you decide, let's keep Kirk Cousins, he is our QB then I do believe the expectations are, especially because the team didn't change that much, at least 10 wins. I think that's the expectations if you keep Kirk Cousins. Now, if you decide to do some wheel and dealing and you end up trading Kirk Cousins, I think your first year you're going to get – he's uh, he's going to get a lot more leeway move room. He's going to be able to kind of not have so much hard expectations, and I think he could get by with having a losing record if we are going to have a losing record next year, I think that's their best bet because <clears throat> fans have to be understanding that we're not going to be able to trade Kirk cousins 
for a Matthew Stafford, for a QB that could instantly change the organization. That's not that's not going to happen. If we're trading Kirk Cousins, it's going to be for um, draft capital. Uh, but now the question is, Kirk Cousins isn't the only option we have to trade to get some more capital. A name that I saw today that was getting thrown around, Daniil Hunter. Now, we have an aged Vikings defense. This defense is the Mike Zimmer defense. And if I was the new head coach, that would be my first thing to look at is I don't want to have the previous guy's defense. And I hate to say it because there's a lot of guys on our defense that I really like, like Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith, or Eric Kendricks. But these are guys that if I'm starting to build a new team and wanting to build something off of, these are your trading pieces if you're not wanting to go the route of trading a QB. If you're wanting to keep that QB on your team, which I mean, I think is a smart choice because I don't really see a better option. And if I do think if we do trade Kirk cousins, I think we're going to have a very hard time getting five or six wins on a season. Well, let's talk about that. You know, the defense and stuff like that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. To me, I think, especially in, in this new scheme that we're going to be, you know, playing to, I think having an edge rusher is so, so important. And I think the guys that we have now, DJ Wanham, you know, he's, he's taken steps, but he's not there yet. I think, and you, you hear the argument that Daniel Hunter has played six games in the last two years. That's not good. No, it's, it's not good. But you know, when he does play, you see the kind of impact that he has. He's a, he's an incredible talent. And I think with his, with his contract right now, I think the Vikings kind of hold all the leverage there. Mm-hmm. And another thing, I don't know that he's really going to be as high of a trade target as maybe we think that he is just because he's never been with another team. He mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of the, kind of the baby of Andre Patterson who's gone, which I'm for the record. I'm sad about that. I'm, I am, I'm a little upset about them uh, passing up on Andre Patterson. I believe he went to the giants, but, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of a lot of factors that go into building this new defense, and I think an edge rusher is something that we really need because mm. obviously at the top of our list for rebuilding a defense, I think is going to be cornerbacks. We hardly have any cornerbacks left on our roster. Patrick Peterson was on a one-year deal, so who knows if he's coming back? He wants to come back. If we can get him for the right price, I say why not. Um, but I think if we get rid of Daniel Hunter, I think that edge rusher probably becomes maybe our number one priority. The funny and thing I- is, the funny thing is though, uh, when Kevin O'Connell was talking about guys on the defense to build around, you know, he brought up. He mentioned Anthony Barr. He did. He mentioned Anthony Barr, which is a strange thing because he's set to become a free agent this season. Mm-hmm. And so- you know, speaking of that question of. Here's a controversial thing I'm going to say, and I think a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans aren't going to be happy to hear it. Daniil Hunter is a great player, but he is not a player to build a defense around. He's inconsistent. He's not consistently healthy enough. Maybe a few years back, yes, I would say he is the cornerstone. <clears throat> but from what we've seen from the last two seasons, he's no longer able to take that front man role. When he plays, he can be the guy on the field, but that's the quite like I said, when he plays, like you stated, Mikey, six games in two years. I'm sorry, going into this year, he's not the guy I want to build a team around on defense. If he's that's not consistent enough, I want him on our defense and I want him to play. But building a team around him 
is like building a house on quicksand. How long is it going to stay up? Dang. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a tough gamble, but when you look at his injury history, he had, you know, his neck injury during the 2020 season at the, during the preseason. And then he tore his pectoral muscle this season. When I look at those are two very different injuries I don't know. I, I feel like I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I'm more in favor. I you think, would. Of, uh, I no. I, I would. Yeah, I you would. would. I, I'm more in favor of keeping Daniel Hunter this off season, at least than than you are, Austin Carey. What do you think about that? I I don't know what to do about it. Has he proven that he can be great on this defense? Yes, but he has not proven that he can be a like like you said, Austin, like the piece on this defense. Is he? Yes. But not right now. <laughs> no, yeah, and that's what he is. And, I mean, and I think the defense is where we're going to see a lot of changes, just like I said. Mike Zimmer took pride in the defense. That was whatever. He always, he always loved the defense. That was his baby. And now we have a whole front office. They're not going to want that baby. They want their baby. They want to create something new. They want to make something. And I maybe for the first year you might see it, but I say by year two and year three, I we're gonna have very, very few guys that we had during the Zimmer era on our team. But um, yeah, that's just where I'm at. And I think those are I think if we're gonna be like you said, there's I don't think we're gonna do a lot in free agency in the offseason, but I think there's gonna be a lot of trades for the Vikings in the offseason. I mean my, my prediction, you know, if we keep Kirk Cousins, I think there certainly won't be a lot of stuff. But if we send away Kirk Cousins, who knows? We might be able to get, you know, uh, another free agent edge rusher or some cornerbacks or I don't know. And, and we'll be able to talk a lot more about, you know, this upcoming draft when it gets a little bit closer. And mm-hmm. you guys say that it's not, you know, a big quarterback draft. And I think they've said that about a lot of a lot of drafts through the years. I mean, but look at, for instance, look at last year. Last year was supposed to be like the biggest quarterback draft in recent history ever. And so far, who's worked out? Mac Jones. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's been, you know, reasons and circumstances for the rest of them. And, you know, not that they aren't promising, but, you know, I think when you look at guys, and I'd like to look deeper at this at a for another date, but you look at like Malik Willis, I think he's got, he certainly has some upside and Kenny Pickett has certainly some upside as well. So those are two guys. I think either one of them could be available at 12 where the Vikings are set to draft now. And uh, I don't know. We can't throw away the possibility that they may, no, they may pick up a QB at 12. hundred percent. Right. I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, we could, I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a fun off season and we're gonna have to keep a lot of attention on a lot of different areas for our team. I would be trading up for a corner that I would be trading up for Ahmad Sash Garner. If, if were... you Kirk Cousins, I'd say. Yeah. If we were keeping Kirk Cousins, I would do what we could to trade to get that get that guy. Yeah, we'd probably want to trade into top five for that, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, not to change the subject, but I saw a tweet yesterday from Dalvin Cook that I thought was very, very interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the one of him with Guy Fieri? No, not that one. The one with him and Justin <laughs> Jefferson, where he said, I believe Justin Jefferson is going to win the Vikings a Super Bowl. Justin Jefferson but and I. I don't think he said Justin Jefferson and I. I'm pretty sure he just said Justin 
Jefferson. That's not the report I read, but I'm gonna, I, I, I read, I'm gonna I read look at the said I too. I think it may have been in an interview that he said that he and Justin Jefferson would win it. Yeah, it was I'm with TMZ. Up, it was with TMZ. Yeah, but Carrie, I also did see the the chef and Guy Fieri. Yeah, good stuff, funny stuff. But, but yeah, going going on that, even if he did say so, the thing is, I do think Justin Jefferson is probably the closest player we've had. Since I would say probably Adrian Peterson, where I've had confidence enough that, hey, this one player could maybe shift our offense and do something great. Now, do I think him and Dalvin Cook can do it together? I don't think so. I think we're at a time where talking about people to trade this offseason, I think this is the the season. If we want to move on, we should do it from Dalvin Cook and get as much as possible from him now. You know, there's something to be said about that because I think – I think we've got about two more decent years of Dalvin Cook, but if we want to, you know, make a big trade, I think it may be one of the blockbuster trades of this offseason if we were to trade him now. I think if we waited a little bit longer, who knows? It might just kind of get caught up in in the dust of the offseason, but yeah. Is it a good idea? I don't know. I don't know. Sign Alexander Madison to a cheap extension? It's it's an idea. I mean, I think especially if uh you know, these Vikings, they're they're really leaning toward a pass heavy, you know, quarterback friendly type of a type of a game now. Um you could argue that, you know, they they might they might want Dalvin Cook to make the running game, you know make that running game reliable, you know, see if they can do something better with that. And I think Something that we didn't really talk about last season was uh, Rick Dennison, the run game coordinator. He was never in the building. So I I think, yeah, that's something that we never really talked much about. I mean, but that's something to account for, for maybe the lack of production from the run game. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility. I mean, and also, you know, all the stuff coming out about, you know, Kirk Cousins not Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, not letting Clint Kubiak really call a lot of the plays, send him up to the booth and Zimmer's on the sideline calling some of the offense. I mean, there's, there's a lot there. I don't know if Dalvin cook is, you know, past his prime. It, it would certainly seem to point to that direction. It would, it would, it would point in that direction based on, you know, his production or lack thereof last season. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's certainly a question to ponder, and maybe we'll get into it more. Who knows? Question to ponder? Maybe new QB Christian ponder? <laughs> no. But oh, I, I mean, I agree with you. And not to, like, break down last season, but on the offensive side of the ball, that was where I felt like a, we really just – and it was so weird because we started the season off so hot thinking, hey, we're going to run the ball down people's throats. They couldn't stop us the last year. They're not stopping us this year. And what do they do? They stopped us this year. I mean, well, this last year, but you know what I'm saying. And now the question is, what do you want to do next year with the run game? Because I feel like that's an area of the Vikings we don't you don't hear a lot of talk about. People just, I think, are assuming, oh, they got Dalvin Cook, they're good. But we have Dalvin Cook and we haven't been good. Right, and, and I think that's why I'm kind of excited for uh, the hiring of Curtis Modkins. I know... He he's done a lot with uh, 
he did a lot with the one-two punch of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams with the Broncos this last year. They were they were great. And Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon's an older running back as well. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think with this, with some of these Broncos hires, they could maybe be keys kind of reinvigorating our run game. No, I agree. And I mean, that's, I think that's what we're going to have to do. I think this next season, I think, oh, Dalvin Cook, even if if he does play, he's going to see a huge decrease in touches, I think, per game. I don't think he's going to be averaging these 20 touches per game anymore. I think it's going to get brought back again, and especially seeing the season that Alexander Madison have, if we're able to keep him going into next season, I think he'll get more of a workload too. And you might start seeing that two tandem running back system more effectively here in Minnesota. I think we throw in a sprinkle of King Kane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to see his development too. He's just he's speedy, and I like him. I've liked him since we drafted him. It's I'd so like early. It's so I, I, early to do to to make these calls. I mean, who knows? Half yeah. these guys could be gone. No, you're true, and I mean, that's just the question we're at. And I think Vikings fans are being faced is, hey, we're going to be not we're going to be losing a few pieces here. And I think that's no, I think there's going to be a couple guys that aren't going to be Vikings next year. And that's kind of what I think this conversation is right now is we're kind of speculating. If we were to go that route and start moving pieces and trading out pieces, what are the pieces that we are willing to give up that won't damage us completely? There's a couple pieces like going back to the Daniil Hunter or Kirk Cousins. I think we'd be better off trading Daniel Hunter than Kirk Cousins if we want to have a winning record next season. If we yeah. give up, and that's the question. And now the question is, with Kirk Cousins or Dalvin Cook, who do you think could influence us to do better in the win column next season? It, it's tough. I can't speculate. Right, and it's all, it's all speculation. Because we, we as fans, we want to win now. But like they in the front office, they're not always thinking about winning now. They may, they may say, Hey, you know, we want to do everything that we can to be competitive and get into the playoffs and try to make a run for it next year with the roster that we have. That would surprise me, you know, just because it's a brand new staff. And I think that they're probably going to want to take their time on it. But that being said, they, they may choose to be with cousins. They may say, Hey, you know what? We're going to eat the $45 million cap hit. Let it play out his contract. That's totally an option too then he'll be a free agent by the end of it. And if we want to re-sign him, we'll re-sign him. Or if he wants to go somewhere else, I guess he'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, and I don't know, it's, we're in a very similar position we were in, I feel like 20 years ago, back with like getting Randy Moss. And my main concern right now as a Vikings fan is let's keep Justin Jefferson happy because he is the one player I could see right now on the entire Vikings team that is probably going to be there the longest if we if he can stay happy. Yeah, I mean, I think ideally we want him there forever, you know? No, he's – I think in Minnesota we are very – I mean, Scarlett's hurt. Losing Randy Moss sucked for Minnesota. We hate it. Like, it's because we're the state – and this is almost goes for all sports where we get, we get a stud. We get somebody that can perform at a next level and – it's just as a state organization for a team, we just can't win and it drives them out. And I just, 
I would hate to see it happen to Justin Jefferson because truly he is one of the, honestly, in my entire times of watching Vikings, he is one of the most spectacular, spectacular and odd, like jaw dropping players I've seen on our team. He can just do things that I, you don't see often, especially for his size and build. He is so elite. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we're, we're, we're traumatized. I mean, you talk about Randy Moss, even recently, Stefan Diggs, you know, he yeah, was, and- he was our guy and he left for greener pastures. And did you guys see the, the Pro right. Bowl dodgeball thing? Did you see the Pro Bowl dodgeball thing? Yeah, I did. The, the intense stare down between Diggs and Jefferson and Cousins. That was awesome. No, that was, that was, that was cool to see, uh, to see Jefferson win it for the NFC in dodgeball. I love- it is good. It is good. But I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, this is a really weird time being a Vikings fan. It's, I catch myself pretty much any time I can look at my phone is going to Twitter just to see what's the news. Because I don't know about you guys, but Kirk Cousins is trending like every day. His name is always on, like, it's always being talked about. Is he being traded today? Yesterday, I think Panthers reopened talks about it and called Minnesota wanting him. I they mean, did. They did, and I just I just saw a thing on Twitter. You mentioned that I saw they were talking about it on the Pat McAfee show as well. Like, you know, is he being traded? I think they said I think they had Rappaport on, and Rappaport thinks you know I, I don't know. They're probably I mean they're not looking to trade him, but you know if calls start coming in, you know teams are going to hear oh the Panthers called. You know they're looking for a QB. You know it's just kind of testing the market right now. So I wouldn't look too much into it. But who knows what could happen? You know, if they make the right offer, they make the right offer. And then there's so much, it's just a world of possibility and it's kind of scary and overwhelming, you know? I don't know. What do you, what do you think you guys, do you have anything else? For today? No, I think I, I, not today. I think maybe next week or this weekend we can have more, but no, I'm pretty satisfied with what we said. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll have to talk a little bit more once we know more about the sort of schemes. I did hear rumors that we could be moving to a 3-4 defense, which could totally mix the entire sca- scope of the traditional Vikings 4-3 defense up um, if we move to more of a 3-4 style. So I think the more we hear about that, the more we can maybe kind of dissect that. Because there's yep. definitely going to be positional needs if we make some sort of um, scheme change like that, especially on defense. Yeah. We'll talk about it. You'll hear from us. Send us a message or a question or a DM or whatever. Um, you know where to find us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, at TIOY Vikings, Facebook too. But yeah, that's uh, good to talk to you guys. It's been, been too long. Too long indeed. Yes. It's a, it's a new era, a new regime for the Vikings, and I'm really, really looking forward to getting into it with you guys. No, sure. Yeah, and also we didn't, mention, we didn't even mention it. Congrats to uh, Matthew Stafford and Aaron Dodd, the LA Rams, on a huge Super Bowl victory. Yes, absolutely. Too bad, and I, I feel bad for the Bengals. You know, they they had such an improbable run, but you know what? Their season is a, is a massive success anyway. So from worst team in the league for two years in a row to a Super Bowl contender, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Right, right. And I mean, and they they have every reason to believe that they'll still be in the thick of it next year and for years to come. So I think they I think they take a dip this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, unless they make it back to the Super Bowl, then it's 
you know, there you can only regress from there. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it that's that's another tough thing. It's tough to it's tough to make it back. Unless True. you're, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Which I don't think that this Bengals team is that yet. I think they're gonna teams are gonna figure them out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they they got really lucky in the playoffs. They had a few. They had some strange things go on. You know, the the play where Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds, but or didn't actually step out of bounds, but the ref blew the whistle and they caught the touchdown anyway against the Raiders. I don't know if you saw any of those games, but they had a they had a strange playoffs. So. Fishy endings to NFL playoff games that that never happens, Mikey. Yeah, right. Oh gosh, no controversy, not at all. Only call fouls in the last two minutes. What? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But that's how it goes. Yeah. Again, congrats to the Rams, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald. You know, there's a lot of guys Cooper on that Cup. team. Who, yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP. There we go. Those guys, those guys deserve it. You too. All right. Well, good to talk to you guys. Glad we could catch up on the Super Bowl as well. I look forward to hearing from both of you very soon. Hopefully, sounds good. Excellent. You guys have a great time, loyal listeners. Skull. Skull.